Anderson. Care for a rubdown. I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen. Something special is about to happen. Are you waiting to receive my lift penis? Very G'day Rubbers, welcome back to the Weekly Rubdown, a podcast that rubs down everything NRL Supercoach Draft. You are listening to the Round 8 Rubdown. I'm your host Natty, and back on deck baby is Wooga the Stats Wizard. What's going on brother? Mate, you couldn't get rid of me that easy. Mate, they were screaming for you. They were screaming for you. When's fucking Wooka back? This is shit. (laughs) Come on, we want the Wook back. It's a it's a tough listen just by yourself, and I bet it's hard harder even harder to record. Um, it's hectic. Been struggling to breathe. I, in all honesty, at the end of it, I am out of breath, and it's and that's so, a lot for you. I know. It's for you. And you can it's fill, you can fill a void. You you can't drink as well, like because every time mm. you stop to have a sip of beer, it's just silence or there's just slurping noises. I can't imagine that would be great to listen to. So it is quite difficult. I don't know how fucking Guru does it on his own all the no. time but um yeah the rub down is definitely a sparring match uh we <laughs> it is, it is. we need two fucking dudes on here doing it because uh yeah it's too it's too hard to fucking think about what you're gonna say while you're saying something already it's, it's always, look we we say it so often it's always easy to rub one out with an, with this extra pair with of an hands. extra pair of hands <laughs> exactly oh. oh baby all right let's uh let's crack a beer mate you yeah, wouldn't mate. believe what i found in the fridge it's a uh, you king. Didn't get one of those. It's a King Brown, yeah. baby. It's a King Brown. A King Brown. Yeah. What are they? Tully. VB Tully. Oh right. I haven't seen one of those in um, in a while. I do. Like obviously, I'm big on the tins, but um, and I've I've always got like a carton of uh, VB tins somewhere in the house. Yeah. But if I'm just if I'm if I only got like hot beers and I haven't put it in the fridge or something like that, and I just need a few beers to drink while I'm watching the footy, like a Saturday night game or something like that, and I want to get the perfect buzz on, a three-pack of Tawley VBs is the perfect buzz. Now, if you could if you could mm. capture that buzz that you get from three Tawleys, fuck, that's good. And it's now, it's, now are they are they the, the the new red ones though? No, no, no you can't. The, you the can red, only the red rockets. No, you can only get them in throwdowns. So the little baby bottles. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, that's a bit disappointing. Yeah. Well, it's good to have the throwdowns back, but yeah, you can only get them in the baby ones um, mm. and just the standards for for the King Browns. But yeah, I just love it. And coming into winter, <laughs> you know, it's it's tally drinking season, so there's always a tally somewhere in the fridge. So yep. I don't know. I, when I was when I was out labouring. Um, long necks and um, largies, they were definitely a summer one. Well, you've got to drink get them on ice, and fuck, they were, they were bloody good. You smash them down, and you the you only thing is, you got to you got to quick, you got to drink them pretty quick in summer. Yeah, so, I mean, it's a bit different down here, down in Sydney and Newcastle, though. Yeah, fuck up here. Yeah, you can't sit on them too long. That's for sure. That's why, like in if winter, you, you drink, can sort of sit drink, on them. If you're drinking middies out there as well during summer, just just Whew. because of the fucking heat, Whew, baby. Um. Yeah, fuck. Oh, just a bit of a tangent about uh, King Browns. I uh, love it. Yeah. Mate, I, I, can, I, I can hear the movement from here. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get in. We've got plenty to talk about, obviously, but let's fucking touch on the Lovers League and how we're going in that. So the last couple of weeks, so I have given the listeners a little bit of a, a 
you know, an update on what's happening. Uh, but I didn't want to say too much because I wanted you to talk about your team and not just me talk about your team. So yep, give yep. us an update on what's happened. So, uh, yep. look, my, my ass is sore because I have been well and truly fucked. Yep. Um, lost my lost lost two of my guys. Lost two of my top, um, I think it was top five draft picks uh, to ACLs. So and two of your boys too, two of your favorite guys. Yeah, I was I was really keen on on Jaden Braley. I thought he was going to have a really good season. He obviously started very slow and wasn't very, uh, I wasn't overly happy with him. But um, but yeah, it's a, it's a tough break for for the kid as well because yeah, obviously having another another ACL very shortly after coming back from the first one is yeah, it's it's a rough rough trot for him. And then my boy Adam Dewey. Um, I thought I was an absolute genius that first game. And, um, yeah, it just hasn't really worked out. Um, obviously, doing the ACL for a third time, like that's – I mean, he's going to be out 18 months almost, um, yeah. being a third ACL um, in fairly quick succession. So, look, there's, uh, there's there are concerns over his longevity in the game as well due to that. Um, he's a tough cookie and, um, look, he's a, he's a friend of the – Friend of um, Brian and all that, and like you, you, you spoke pretty well about his um, rehab process and all that last time. So it's um, yeah, it's it's just a it's a rough trot for both of them because like they're, they're both two really good stories of, of comebacks and yeah, it it just hurt it, just from just even not um, talking about the super coaching. Oh, it's sad. Me, yeah, it's just it's, sad overall. It is. It's sad. not good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The boys yeah. would be low for sure. Yeah. Um, but, but yeah, the, take, the, but talk, talking about the Supercoach impact, yeah, it fucking stings. That's man. sad as like, well. That's like very two, sad. <laughs> two spine players, like, and we're talking about the two positions that lack the the most. Mm, that's the big kick in the dick. Box. Yeah, and like scoping around, um, there's nothing. I thought, oh yeah, I've, I've, I've been able to pick up um, Gamble. He was a good one week play. Now I'm fucked. Um, picked up uh, Sonny Luke as a bit of a specky. Bumble. Bow, bow. hasn't gone that well. Um, look, I think I think like Sonny Luke's definitely one that towards the back end of the season will get more minutes. But fuck, it's like there's not there aren't too many choices. So I need to just pick and stick with one of those positions and look to AE the other one. Exactly, and, and that's a tough thing because usually if you just had one bad injury in one of those positions, mm-hmm. you just AE it. It's not too bad. You can keep continuing on. You have someone on your bench that's not too bad. Uh, gives you a little bit of VC loophole play as well. But with those yeah. two injuries in positions lacking in depth, it really does bend you over a barrel. And, yeah. like, if you just had one ACL, I'd be in here just ripping into you. But two oh, ACLs. Rightly, rightly so. I've got to be I gotta be a little bit yeah. kinder because it is – that is fucked. I saw it and I was like, oh, shit. And that was the same week that Hopgood um, went to the bench, bench. and it was yep. the same week that Turbo had back spasms. I was like, fuck, yeah. you might be deleting I the ge- app after that week. I genuinely thought I was going to be without Turbo as well. <laughs> after, after all that, I thought, look – Hundred percent. This is exactly what's going to happen. Um, and three quarters of my spine been out. But um, look, Turbo looks like he's um, he's going from strength to strength. Saying fuck. In Turbo, uh, you trust. Just in Turbo, I trust. If if I win this season, it is purely off the back sweat and tears. Yeah. Um, you need to turbo. you need to use Turbo to get some players. I reckon it's Turbo time. It's fucking Turbo uh, time. Start betting. Use Turbo to get some players. And um, you should be swayed. But, mate, you're humming along nicely. You are you're coming fifth, but you're on the same yeah. points as me. I'm third. You're fifth. We're on the same points. 
Uh, yeah. So we're three wins, two I've been losses. Scraping, I've been scraping wins with um, with my injuries and everything, so I'm I'm happy. Yeah, I'm happy enough anyway. It's, I wouldn't say I'm stoked. It's where we want to be at this time of the season. You know, yeah. like we just want to be there thereabouts. Like for I'm ready, me, I'm ready to make some moves. I need to make some trade moves and stuff like that because I've got four quality two RFs. Yeah. Yeah, um, for sure. I've got Bateman. I've got. We um, must have all the two R- two RFs. We do. We do. Between us, we've got the we've got the pick of the bunch. I think it's just um, for feeder that we don't have the rest. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, I'll, back, so I'm I'm humming along nicely, I, mate. Mm. Before the weekend, I was putting together huge scores. Like, I had an eight. I think I had a couple of eight hundred games. Then I had a seven forty five game, and I was like, "Fucking hell!" Everyone was just humming. Lockie Miller, Greg Marzu, Brian Toll, everyone was playing out of their skin. And then on the weekend, just copped a really disappointing loss. You know, when you come up against mm. those oppositions, you know, guys in your league that you're just like, I should crush this guy. This is not even... And especially in a bet round as well. Yeah. It's, I, a, it's a tough, tough pill to swallow. I didn't even second guess my win there. I was like, I'm just moving on. Let's look at round eight, who I've got in round out. Because that's how the matchups look to me. I was like, it's going to mm. be an easy win. But obviously, Harry Grant underperformed. Eli Katoa underperformed. I had Brian Toto as my captain. He scored a try and only scored 67. Mm. Everyone just did not play well. And you just you have those games where, you know, the planets align to just absolutely ruin your weekend. Uh, but in saying that, I'm happy where my team is at the moment. I did lose Lockie Miller in a bet, but it could have been a lot worse. I could have lost Harry Grant or someone like that. So, yeah, Jason was were, quite were, kind. You were, very, you were very, very fortunate. Karma, because I've won three bets this year so far and lost one, and mm-hmm. I haven't taken a player yet this year. So, sometimes karma comes back and helps you out. So, I, yeah, I feel yeah. like I deserve that one. Uh, Sam Walker, obviously, getting dropped is not the best, but I'm mm. not really worried about it. I know he's going to come temporary, back. It's a temporary situation. And at the moment, the way my bench is set up, I, I probably get Lane's uh, points for him yep. through, through AE. So I'm I'm, yeah, I'm not too um, fussed about that. Cotter, I'm... That's, like, a, that's, a, that's a really good outcome for you, I reckon. Yep. Hosking, things looking good there. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I look, at the, at the moment, I'm happy. There's obviously a few guys in our league that have got better sides, but you know, fuck, we're early in the piece, aren't we? Reese, Reese taking, um, taking all the first round picks, right? Love yeah, it. and here we are telling the people on the the listener league that you know, there's a no, don't be a cunt rule. There's you got to be, mm. you know, keep everyone humming along. <laughs> then someone in the love list. It's more of a guideline than a rule. Yeah, um, we'll <laughs> see. We'll see how this pans out. If this. If it, if it just ends up that he's just unbeatable, we may have to bring in the no first rounder rule, to be honest. But we'll see how it pans yeah. out, see, see what happens. If it doesn't affect the flow and guys having fun throughout the year, all well and good, go for it. But if it does affect the league in a way that it's like people start throwing their hands up and going. Because the, the, the one thing you don't want in leagues is ghost teams. Yeah, and, and you, don't, you also don't want people just... Because as soon as you make a couple of bets, that, big bets that you win, you, you literally just become unstoppable. Yeah. Like yeah. You, you, you three seasons ago when you picked up, I think it was like four or five first round picks just from continually just betting the shit out of the teams that, were, that weren't going to make the finals. Just hammering them home. Just sweeping, sweeping up the, um, the dregs. Worked d- well though. It did. I did do that in round 20, 
21 or something, though, so I did give mm-hmm. everyone a fair shot at the season. Riso's yeah. done it in round five. Yeah. <laughs> but he's, as I said, um, we'll see how it goes. He's ruthless. He's he, ruthless. He is. He's playing to win. So we'll see how that pans out. But Because uh, the best thing about this year so far has been how close it's been. So I'd hate to see now to be a big pendulum swing and just have one team that's crushing everyone because that's what was so fun about our league to begin with. Like, you look at the league, every, it's so close. Anyone can take it out. So I hope that continues. All right, let's get into let's get into this fucking round eight and start rubbing down these matchups, bro. You. Stats, records, rankings, weather. I know the team. These games are a burial, a blowout, a human lot. I know these players. All you got to do is bet on the win. I know this wonderful game called football. Let's get on with a rub down. Oh, oh fuck yeah. All right, so... Thursday, 7.50 p.m., Bunnings v. Panthers, Acor Stadium. So just a heads up on this round. Obviously, it's Anzac uh, round. So you've got a, a Thursday game, a Friday game, two on Saturday, two on Sunday, and then two on Tuesday. So just a weird one. Um, I don't even know how waivers are going to work next week. We'll fucking cross that bridge when we get to it. We're scheduling and how we're going to do podcasts and content and everything like that. We'll work that out next week. But just know that it's going to be a weird week footy. Well, not a weird week, a great week because it's fucking prolonging the, the footy over the yeah, weekend, which just is fantastic. Spreads it spreads it nicely. We love that. We fucking love that. Mm. Okay, so Buddies v Panthers – Talking about matchups, this is probably the toughest game, Super Coach points wise. Uh, so when you go, if you're on the Patreon, you look at the game day uh, matchup sheet, you'll it's just see red. Oh, red! It's just fucking red everywhere because yep. everyone's got a poor matchup. Uh, if I was going to pick anywhere for there to be some sort of edge, I would say Panthers are slightly stronger on their right attack, and Bunnings are weaker on their left edge. Uh, so there might be some points that can be scored on the Panthers' right edge. So, you know, down through Nathan Cleary, Brian Toto, especially the Bunnies have been conceding a lot of tries to that right wing. So there might be a little mm. bit of a matchup there. But just to, for like a blanket rule on this one, I wouldn't be going too hard on VCs or cap- obviously not captains because it's Thursday night. But yeah, don't. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't be wasting a lot of VCs on this game. Maybe just your elite players like Nathan Cleary, maybe Littrell because of the way he's going. But other than yeah. that, I wouldn't really be looking at anyone because it is a tough game. Yeah, I mean, like if you've got uh, some guys like Jacob Host or, or like AJ, I'd be or even Tungo, I'd be I'd be looking at benching them. Yep. Um, just in this game, just because. Look, it's an early one, and look, I I just feel like it is going to be low scoring. Uh, it's not going to be it's not going to be massive super coach um, bonanza. No matter who who wins it, I think it's going to be a game that's probably decided within eight points, and um, eight point difference. I mean, and yeah, it's it's going to be a a, a real cracker to start this um, this round. And like the Panthers, they've only been conceding like thirteen points a game. Um, this season, so like, yeah, you know, like they're, they're they are still a defensive powerhouse, and you know the Bunnings on you know, they've just started hitting some form with Latrell and Cody Walker playing out of their skin. So, yeah, just one of those games you want to put your feet up, relax, crack a King Brown, and just fucking watch the game and enjoy it, and not <laughs> have to and worry. King Brown, yeah, I'm into it, baby. Yeah. It's King Brown season. Hashtag oh, King God. Brown season. All right, what are we talking about here for your top matchups and sits, bro? 
Um, so, so since I, I kind of mentioned it before, it's um, you're looking at Jacob Host, Tane, um, well, Tane Mon from last week, but Isaac Thompson this week, um, Alex Johnston. Um, I mean, Latrell and Cleary actually have terrible matchups um, statistically. So we just know that they they can buck the trend with, with that sort of stuff. So I wouldn't read too much into it. So mm. I just wouldn't be straight captaining either of those. Um, and Isaac Tungo also has a friggin' awful matchup. So, yeah. I mean, like you like you mentioned before, it is just a, a slather of red yep. everywhere. So, yep. um, Sonia Taruva as well has a bad matchup. Campbell Graham has a bad matchup. Isaiah Tass has a bad matchup. Damien Cook has a bad matchup. Zach Hosking has a bad matchup. Um, look, it's it's not gonna it's not really gonna bode well. I think there's gonna be a lot of a lot of points through the middle. Um, so maybe through like a Cam Murray and maybe um like Jairo, Turgis, maybe even Leota. Mm, but apart from arm that, wrestle. Uh, yeah, I think so. Um it seems like it might be might be that with spreading out wide when they get close to the line. So yeah, that that's that's it, that's all. Um yep. Just enjoy there's, the there's game. Only, there's only a couple of couple of decent matchups, and you nailed it on the head with the Toto call. Yep, hundred uh, percent. So we did sort of mention this in the live um, team that we did earlier on Instagram. But like, if you've got Cody Walker, Latrell, uh, guys like this that uh, are really performing nicely, and the Bunnies are coming up against a favourable schedule over the next six, seven, eight rounds, start. Uh, putting the line out to, especially if you have your grandfather around 26, over the next sort of month or so is going to be the perfect time to sell high on these guys um, because after, say, maybe around 10, 12, when you're starting to get closer to finals and people are putting their focus on those rounds and they start picking up that, oh, that's right, Rabbitohs do have the buy around 26, which is mm. our grand final. You want to strike now. One, it's not in people's four front of their mind when they're talking about when they're thinking about finals but also these guys are performing really well uh and their averages are sky high so now is the time to start shopping them around because it'll get to the point in the season where you'll go okay fuck now's the time to sell them and everyone's going to go oh but you know they do have to buy in round 26 that's our grand final and you're going to go fuck i've missed the boat Yep. So exactly. start thinking about strike, it now. Strike now. Yep, 100. All right, let's get into the next game. Friday, 8 p.m., Eels v. Wookers Broncos, TIO Stadium. This is in Darwin. Uh, so Broncos, staunch as fuck for Oof. allowing Supercoach points at the moment. Yeah. They are a defensive they're, they're playing. They're playing some real good defensive footy. Look at times they're playing some really good attacking footy too, but yeah, it's it's the defense that wins matches at the moment, and yeah, they're killing it. Yep, they look really good. I mean, yeah, not on their their right or their left are they conceding more than forty six points per player per game, which is really mm. solid. Uh, so this is the fourth best matchup for Super Coach points on the Broncos side of the ball up against yep. the Eels. Eels doing similar things that they did last year, conceding a lot of super coach points, looking really good in attack and you know scoring good super coach points, but letting in a lot as well, conceding a lot yeah. of points. Uh, no real matchups via the edges. Uh, Broncos left attack slightly, uh, but it is a really good matchup for both teams up the guts. Broncos especially, you know, you got Payne Haas, Paddy Carrigan, uh, both those guys should be up for a big game. I think the left edge for the Broncos should be humming in this one as well. Obviously, you know, Corey mm. Oates back in yep. the side, Mam it's and Walsh game. playing really well. Walsh is just, I don't care who Walsh plays, 
He's a captaincy option or VC option every week. He yeah. is fucking unbelievable. I knew and he was going to be good, but I didn't think he was going to be that this good. Oh, he he is he's taking his game to another level. And look, you can just see that he's. Um, I, I just can't say how happy I am that um, he's come back. To be honest, like you could see the signs when he first started, and he was just he was playing the very Warriors style where he was drifting in and out of games, and he wasn't really like stamping his authority on anything and look he's come back this full preseason with the bronx and like they've just got another di- dimension in attack it's um yeah it's super impressive and oh, he's loving his footy he's got the sexiest eyes in rugby oh, league mate he's um, a gorgeous boy and this fuck this week this week though he has got the top matchup for um fullbacks so he's against the team that concedes the most against fullbacks being the eels conceding 77 points a game. Ooh. He's averaging 85 points a game. Um, well, the fullback is averaging 85 for the Bronx. Um, he's obviously averaging, uh, I think it's 95. So, yeah, the perfect storm for an absolute points fest for the Bronx, um, especially in Supercoach. So, I think it's going to be a bit closer than, um, uh, than the stats suggest, uh, especially being at Bankwest. Oh no! Being at um, sorry, it's a, it's an it's an away game for yep. both teams. Yeah, Darwin, up in Northern yep. Territory. Yeah. So that's that's an interesting one. Um, Eels so. do know, you know, they usually take this game as a home game um, to Darwin, so they're more familiar mm. with the ground and, and going up there and travelling through Darwin. So it's probably is more or less a home ground for them. But, yeah, Broncos yeah. definitely up for this one. Uh, okay, so you talked about Walsh being one of the top matchups of the round. Any other, you know, top matchups for yeah, this game? Yeah, so, so Corey Oates has a, has a really good one on the left wing. Mm. Um, pretty Ricky on the right um, to a ref spot. And then at the lock, Paddy Carrigan, he's obviously hasn't been um, punching out massive scores, but they've obviously been conceding a fair bit through the, through the guts, um, through the lock spot. For sure. Um, just talk about some pickups. Obviously, Corey Oates, he probably isn't going to be available by the time you listen to this um, yeah. podcast. But just talking about some trade options and stuff like that, Reese Walsh is sky high at the moment. We always like to talk about selling high on guys that are sky high. Now, this is a perfect scenario where you would just be in love with Reese Walsh at the moment. You'd be like, there's no way I'm going to sell him. Yeah. Just see what people are going to give you. Yeah. You might get I mean, three for one. Do you know what I mean? Well, one of, one of the guys from the Patreon has done exactly that. So we were talking about different scenarios and, and all that sort of stuff. So his grand finals in round 25. Obviously, that's when Reese Walsh has his buy. Yep. Um, he's managed to get for Reese Walsh and um, Corey Oates. He's managed to get Gutho, Yo, and one more. Just one sec. Uh, it was there was the honey dick of all honey dicks. Um, of <laughs> it's one more. Hang on. Um, it's very bloody sexy the oh, way he's it's, gone. It, it, oh, he's, he's gone 105, 95, 84, 99, 86, Yeah, like he's not going to be. You're not going to get any more than you will get from him right now. So yeah, I mean, oh, and, and Jerbo. As yep. well, right, and so, and that's the thing. You never know what people are going to give up. That's amazing. You never know. Yeah. Start fishing because right now, and you've got no idea what's going to happen. You could get injured in two weeks. Yeah, who yeah. fucking knows? Like, 
he, I like how good he's gone. I don't know if there's another gear of output that he can go. Obviously, there's um, there's another gear that the Broncos as a whole can go up because I think Pretty Ricky can go to another level. Kurt Capel obviously can. Paddy Carrigan can stamp a bit more of an authority on the game. Ezra Mam has about four different <laughs> four different levels to go up. Well, um, put it this way: to start um, to start the season, he's played the Cowboys, who are shit. Uh, the Dragons, Dolphins, Tigers, Raiders, Gold Coast, right? They've had a very, very soft run. Very easy. Now the now they go on a run now where they play Eels, Bunnies, Manly, Melbourne, Panthers, Warriors, Sharks. Yeah. That, so what's going like, to be more beneficial, selling him now or at the end of that Sharks game? Yeah. And then, and you, you can't you can't be holding out until then. Nope. Like I think if you're if you're seriously considering getting rid of him at, at any point of the season, now is the best time. One hundred percent, especially if you were a non-captain's league. Mm. Like if you can get two or three players for Walsh, that is a no-brainer at this yeah, point of the season. Absolutely. So yeah, just think about that. And I love to bring up guys like this because I know what you're thinking. I know guys that own Reese Walsh are listening to this just going, you're off your fucking head, mate. There's no way I'll get rid of him. You have to get out of that mindset, brother. You have to get out of that mindset because now is the exact time to sell him. Yeah, because you get your best value for him and you can shore up other positions as well. And that's the that's the big thing about it, Yeah, shoring up those other positions. Especially if your team... And your wins are coming off the back of just one player, Reese Walsh. Because you cannot bank on that week in, week out for the rest of the season. I mean, you've been able to so far. Exactly. And you look at the oppositions they've played. It's going to fall on its ass at the bunny, either the Bunnies game, the Manly game, the Storm game, the Panthers game. Like The Panthers are going to be out for blood in that game in round yep. 12. Yep. Like out for blood after that first round. 100, man, 100. It's a very good example of just, yep, fucking just dicking up and, and just and selling. See, we, well, not selling, but just see what you can get. Just start dropping lines with blokes, especially yeah. the Broncos fans in your leagues or the yeah. guys that have really poor fullback options or guys that have a fullback who is a CTW jewel, so, you know, someone who's running Lockie Miller as their fullback or, or Hamaso. Or- Tabby, or a guy, a guy, a gun who's not performing that well. Mm. So, like a Teddy or someone oh. like that. Yeah. Would you consider that? Yes. We, yes yeah. We would. Exactly. Yes, we would. You could. You might even get Teddy and someone, and that's yeah. crazy to think of. I know. And look, T- Teddy has, like, he's got so much pedigree, but he's obviously got those concussion concerns. But. Fuck, like you could get some ridiculous pedigree. The the Roosters have one of the best strength of schedules mm-hmm. in the in the finals. Mm-hmm. It's like it, it just makes so much sense. Yep. Yeah, I love yeah. these conversations because mm. I know people are, are fidgeting in their seat just thinking about it. But if it if it makes you fidget and you have to adjust your balls and dick while you're sitting there, then it's probably a good idea. That's a good <laughs> it's, it's a good measuring stick there. If you're feeling uncomfortable yeah. about it, it's probably a good time to do it. <laughs> oh, God. All right, let's get to the next game. Saturday, 5.30 p.m., Dogs v. Sharks, Acor Stadium. 
So, yeah, the poor dogs. So this is uh, the best matchup for Supercoach points of the whole entire round, and it's all with the Sharks. Not only the Sharks are attacking well, scoring a lot of Supercoach points, Nico is on God level. He's, oh, he's yeah. actually a cheat code at the moment, Nico Hines. But also you've got the dogs who have had so many injuries. Uh, not only are they just conceding more super coach points now with all those injuries, but their attack is lacking. You know, Paul Burton just has no weapons around him anymore. That entire well, left they've, edge they've is all, they've all fallen, they? decimated, decimated. Yeah. So, yeah, it's all looking good for the Sharks at the moment, especially their right attack. So they are dominant on their right attack, Um Slightly, but the matchup is pointing there because the dogs are very weak down their left edge defense. So we're looking at Nico having a big game, Britton Nicker, Jesse Ramian, um, Katoa as well, whack fucking Ronaldo Mulatalo in there as well. Dogs do concede tries uh, to left wingers, and you know that Ronaldo is going to be in there at some point. I think everyone gets a try. It's going to be fucking an Oprah situation. You get a try. You get a, you get a try. Every, the cunts will be lining up at the back there for tickets to get tries. I think it's going to be a, a tough day at the office for the dogs. Um, yeah. Yeah, what are the I, matchups I do, saying? I, I, I do think Kennedy and um, and Mulatalo, it's coming up in the try scoring, the tr- um, anytime try scoring stats as well. Yeah. they are. Everybody's going to get one. Everybody. Everybody. Um, so, Paul Alamotti, terrible matchup. Um, so, these are the sits. Terrible matchups for who's replacing Kraz. Is that going to be Burns or is that going to be Declan Casey? Yeah, fuck. I don't Either know. Either way, they both have terrible they both have not the greatest matchup. Yeah. Um Hayes Parham, not a great matchup. Um Sione Katoa, surprisingly, terrible matchup. Um I still think that they're gonna score a try yeah. on that edge. Um Blake Braley actually also has a bad matchup, but Nico Hines, the um the, the perfect storm has happened again. Um, we've got the team conceding the most points um, playing against um, the player who has scored the most points in his position. So <laughs> um, so they've conceded 79 points per game to right halves and Nico's obviously scored, um, well, the Sharks overall have scored 91.5 points per game. So it's... Yeah, that, that one's going to be fucking huge. I, I think Nico, if you've got Nico in your team, captain. he's a straight captain. He's yep. not, don't even consider, don't even bother with the free, um, the uh, vice. It's not even worth it. No. Just, just do it. Easy. Um, I think Britton Nakora, he's got a really good matchup as well. Jeez, he's so, been playing well, Britton Britain. Nakora. He's been playing out of his skin. Everything's 76. Yeah, wow. Um, just been playing, running the, like, he's known as one of the best line runners regardless. But God, he's been he's been far and away. He's been making everyone, all the um, all the guys like Nico look fucking amazing, even better than they actually are. He scored four tries in six games, Nico. That's that's outrageous for an outside back row. Yep, not a bad um, sell option as well there, Nico. When you're looking at those stats, yeah, like I, he's definitely up towards the peak of um, of his powers at the mm. moment. He's He's got more to his game than obviously like a Nanai, but uh, and he's definitely got a lot more base in his game than Nanai. So if he does, if the scores do fall off a cliff, at least you've got a bit of a crutch mm. with his um, with his base stats. But yeah, it's definitely an, um, a sell option because you could you could get probably a two for one sort of trade for that. Yep, hundred. Um, 
another guy I want to talk about here is Sifitalikai. So he's going to be running at Jake Avarillo. Jake Everlo. A busted Jake Everlo. Yeah, busted. So Jake Everlo's missed more tackles than any other dog uh, to start with. Uh, and now he's under an injury cloud, not 100%. Trying to tackle Sifatalakai would be hard for him if he was 100% and on peptides. So <laughs> he will struggle in this game. And I think they will know that, the Sharks. Yep. And I think they'll yep. isolate him up against. Uh, Avarillo, I really like Sifatelikai to, to get a try uh, in this game. Uh, and I think he'll be playing really nicely at the bookies because you know, he's been on a bit of a dry spill of late. So that's yeah, he's nice the, he little hasn't, ATS. Scored, hasn't scored one yet. No. So, yeah, I do I do like that play. I, mate, as I said, they'll all be lining up here, the Sharks. It's, yeah, yum. Yum, 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 yum for the Sharkies. Love it. Um, yeah, so like we said, if you've got a shark, uh, VC them, and if you've got Nico Hines, captain him. Yep. And that's Agreed. that's how it's done right there. That's as simple as it gets. <laughs> All right, let's get into the next game. Saturday, 7.35 yep. p.m., Cows v. Knights, Queensland Country Bank Stadium. This so is going to be a close one, I reckon. It will. It will. Uh, Both I teams. So Cowboys struggling. Knights gritty as fuck. We've got to give the Knights yeah. some respect here. I think they deserve it. They've been in every game they've played this year without Ponga in their side as well. Gave it to the Panthers on the weekend. So, yeah, I think this is going to be a great game. This is the third best matchup for Supercoach points, but that's on both sides of the ball. You know, Cowboys and Knights both leaking a lot of Supercoach points and both teams really capable of scoring them as well. Especially the Knights. The Knights are up the tippy top for scoring Supercoach points. A lot of, those, the, a lot of it's got to do with that Lockie Miller. Yep. He's been absolutely killing it. That's it. Lockie Miller, fucking Greg Marzu. I think he's averaging 90-something. Uh, since mm. he came back as well. So some guys, high octane uh, in their game. So the Knights are a right dominant attacking side here. Well, they have been without KP. It's going to be very interesting to see what happens in this game because we know when KP's in this side, Knights are a left dominant side. So uh, if they do attack down the right, I think there's going to be a little bit of a matchup there. The Cowboys have been... A little bit weaker on their left. Actually, yeah, they have been significantly weaker on their left. Oh, no, no, they're, they're weaker on their right. So it does work out if KP is um, going to fire up that left edge, uh, especially for the, the left winger. So Cowboys have been considering mm-hmm. a lot of tries to left wingers. So Greg Marju, it's just lighting up for him. Uh, for the Cowboys... They haven't really been dominant on either edge. They've been able to attack both sides of the, the ball here, both sides of the ruck. Well, but the Knights have been conceding a lot more points and tries on their left edge. So if the Cows are able to attack down the right through you know, Kyle Feld, especially on the edges there, I think they'll find success. All in all, I think it's going to be a game one on the edges. So yeah. your centers and wingers are going to score a lot of points in this game. Yeah, I think it's definitely going to be a game of spread, spread, spread. Mm-hmm. So it's um, I'm looking forward to it. I think it's going to be very close. And I think there's going to be a lot of points scored as well. So, yeah, I think putting on a few ATSs in this one, um, like your Fuck Greg Marju, like your Muzzy Tuolangi. Yep. I think there's definitely going to be a few tries in there. 100%. Uh, Especially, so, so um, what did I say? So Cowboys, um, they have the matchup on their right. Cole Felt. 
right winger coming up against Greg Marzu. There's only been three games in the last two seasons where Greg Marzu hasn't allowed his op- opposite winger to score a uh, try. <laughs> yeah. So um, he's not he's not known for his defensive capabilities, uh, the big fella. Uh, yeah. So I like that. I like Kyle Felt, ATS, into Greg Marzu, ATS. Into- and we know that Felt knows how to find the line. Fuck yeah, he does. Fuck yeah. yeah. Good in the air, aerial target, but also a really superb finisher as well. You could go Kyle Felt, Greg Marzu, either team to win by 1-12. to 12. There you go. There's yeah, your bet. I don't mind that. There's your same game multi. Oh, I'm hello. I'm going to fucking write that down. Let me write that down right now. This is for the chase your losses. I'm just <laughs> Mate, I was going to say, I was going to say the chase your losses have started already. <laughs> I've just come up with my best bet on the fly. Yeah, Have a go at me. I'm fucking flying. All right. Starts and sits. Talk to me. So um, statistically, Val Holmes is a sit. Um, Dane Dane Gago is a sit. Jacko Hastings is a sit. Um, the Chad is a is a bigger big old sit. They've been conceding thirty three points to half uh, left halves. So yeah, it's probably a tough one to um, to play him. I mean, you wouldn't really be playing him anyway. But um, yeah, Jeremiah Nanai as well is um, got the second hardest uh, matchup for a right tour F. So um, an interesting one because like, I wouldn't have picked Lockie Fitzgibbon to be um, staunch in defense. But statistically, Golden to Supercoach points um, hasn't been conceding too much. Fitz A. Yeah. Yeah. I think for um, VCs, it's, it's Greg Marzio or nothing, isn't it? Oh yeah, for sure. Like Greg Marju has the top matchup out of um, another top matchup. So um, scoring in the top six, um, and then team conceding the most. So it's a it's a huge one. And like Peter Peter Hiku is coming up against the team score, um, conceding the most. Um, Cod, uh, sorry, not Cotter, um, Jordan McLean. Um, as well as Daniel Safidi coming up against the teams that um, concede the top two amount. Uh, who's who's replaced Cohen Hess on that edge? Uh, it's not much done. It's jo- Jake Jack, Go- Jack Goss. Yeah, he could be a sneaky one um, because he'll um, he'll be running up against um, Ponga. Oh no, he'll be running up against Jacko, won't he? Because Lucky Fitzgibbon is the protector for um, for Ponga on that yep. left side. So they, they have conceded a few, a fair bit of points down that edge, um, on the left, on the right edge. Sorry, so someone to someone to have a look at. Yeah, I, I love Greg Marsu in this one. There's so many things that point oh, to him having a big yeah. game. Not only is he just a beast in attack, but also cows are leaking points to left wingers. But I've all, I've had a rule for the last two or three years. You either you know, VC the winger against Kyle Felt or you put an ATS or both because Kyle Felt is one of those wingers that loves to rush in on the opposing center and he will rush up on Best and try and hit him. And if Best can just get a nice little flick ball at uh, Greg Marzu, 10 meters out, nobody's stopping. To be honest, 30 meters out, nobody's stopping fucking Greg Marzu. The cunt yeah. is massive. He is a bodybuilder as a winger. He's fresh he's, he's off the, the the Mr. Universe stage, and now he's playing <laughs> wing for the Knights. It's ridiculous. The boys. It's not fair. It's not fair. It is not fair at all. Um, all right, let's keep it moving, getting into the next game here. Sunday, 2 p.m., Finns v. Titans, Suncorp Stadium. Another good game. 
that should have a lot of points in it as well. So if we're talking about strengths and weaknesses for both teams, um, this is the sixth best matchup for Supercoach points, and the Titans have the edge here. The Finns' right attack has a, has a slightly okay matchup. Um, but yeah, the Titans slightly okay matchup. Slightly okay. It's uh, it's like it's like it's there, but it's like meh, whatever. Whereas the Titans yep. extremely dominant on their left, Finns mm. weak on their right defense. That's where the matchup is going to be. They're going to sling the ball down the left edge. You're going to see Dave Fafita sucking up defenses. Brian Kelly's going to be in space. Um, Campier is going to score a try. I fucking guarantee it. So oh, I yeah, love that. Burst. I love that Titans left edge here. I don't know who's going to win this game. Dolphins are really hard to pick because they're so fucking gritty, and it just goes down to the fact that they're coached by Wayne Bennett. They're just a team that's always in it. And on the weekend against the Bunnies, they were in that game until there was a ten in the bin towards the yeah. end, and then the once they were outmanned, the Bunnies just put the fucking foot to the throat, and it was all over. So. I think this will be very close. Another game that you could take, either team 1 to 12, or I think there'll be a lot of points. It could be like, you know, 28 to 24, something like along those lines. But, um, yeah, I do like the Titans left just because they're so dominant down that edge. And you know that they're going to flick the ball down there. And at some point, they're going to find success. Yeah, and especially when they've got Kieran Foran back, they're, they're obviously going to be um, heavily targeting that edge. Hundred percent, and it's the Dave Fafita effect. You see oh, yeah. it every game. He's out there, whether he has the ball in his hand or he doesn't. He attracts defenders. Fuck. Well, where would the Titans be if he actually did leave? I know. <laughs> and I mean, how great would be the bet? The best position is either being on his inside or outside, because yeah. you just you know that you're. And, that, opposite. and that's what Brian, that's why Brian Kelly is exactly going so well. Exactly. Exactly. Um, all right, bro. Top matchup sits. Talk to me. So um, Rob Jennings, terrible matchup. You and Aiken, um, terrible matchup. So that those are actually the, wor- uh, the worst matchups for their position. Um, uh, Jesse Bromwich um, has a bad matchup along with Herman SSA. Um, so the big pigs don't have a good one for the Dolphins. On the other side, we've got uh, Dave Fafita has a statistical poor matchup. But he's just been in such good form that uh, he's matchup proof. Yeah, um, willing to say that. Um, uh, on the other side of the coin, we've got um, Jaden Campbell or Brimo. Um, if he does end up coming up from the reserves, um, really good matchup. Obviously, the um, the Dolphins have been conceding a lot of points to fullbacks, um, so it's definitely a position where, um, yeah, that I think there's going to be a fair few points scored. Uh, Philip Semi has shifted um, to center, so that would be Jojo Fafita has a good matchup on the right wing mm-hmm. on the Sting. Brian Kelly has a really good matchup as well, um, third best matchup in the um, in the position for left center. Kieran Foran surprisingly has a good matchup. Would I be would I think about plug and play option probably for this week? Yeah, um, I don't see him as like a season long option. Um, he's very up and down. But yeah, aside from that, it's um yeah, I, I don't think there's too many like really quality options on the other side of the ball. Maybe maybe JMK is um is a decent option. He's been he's had some pretty good output throughout the season. He'll he'll play well. 
Um, yeah. And with that that bench, you've got Wallace, Nichols, Stone, Donahue there. He'll get big minutes, if not 80. He'll play well. The Hammer has a great matchup. Both of these isn't, sides, isn't, actually. Isn't, isn't Donahue a backup? backup he can play back row as well, yeah. Ah, uh, right, right, right. Yep. So um, both these sides are conceding more uh, more than 20% of their tries to fullbacks. So I like the hammer as well. I think he probably grabs one, grabs some meat uh, here. Hey, it, first, first round last week that he hasn't scored a try. So exactly, yeah, you'll, be, yeah. you'll be keen to get some meat again. He has been fucking humming. Mm. But yeah, as far as captaincy options, yeah, because we're looking at a Sunday game here, probably just Dave Fafita. Other than that, I wouldn't be captaining anyone. Uh, yeah. A few VC options, but hard to VC anyone on a Sunday afternoon. Yeah, I mean, you leave yourself open a fair bit, um, and there there aren't apart from Dave Fafita, there aren't any massive guns in this one. No, no. All right, let's keep moving. Sunday, four o five p.m. Tigers v Manly at Campbelltown Stadium. So, talking about strength and weaknesses here. So, uh, weaknesses: Tigers um, strengths Manly, and that's about as far as you need to fucking look here. This could be yeah. ugly. Uh, we talked about this in the Waver Wire podcast. Manly should be up and about after that game against the Storm. They really took it to Storm. Uh, they had a game plan. It was going to be, and it was just to be really physical, be up in the face of the storm, put them off their game, and then try and play off there. Did they play the best? Did Storm play the best? Probably not. But they fucking went at Storm and got the win, which is they huge. Own, they own. They own the game. Yep. Yep. They dictated terms, which yeah. is huge against the Storm, who like to dictate terms. So I think Manly just crushed Tigers here. Um, I love everyone. Everyone that's a gun from Manly, I love them all. Turbo, DCE, Olakuatu, Garrick, start them all, captain them all. Love, 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 yeah. love. And I think like even even guys, we mentioned it on the waiver podcast, um, Ethan Bullimore, who's coming mm-hmm. to replace Kalmatoluggi, he's like he's a great pickup because the matchup is actually there as well for from a defensive perspective. So look, it's it's one that I would recommend Tigers fans probably don't watch <laughs> just because they're, they've got – like their spine is just at sixes and sevens at the moment. It's um, it's not it's not going to be good to watch, I don't think. No. And to be honest, like Tom Trevojevic will score one here. Um, Tigers have leaked over 15% of their tries to fullbacks. Uh, he scored in two out of the last three games versus the Tigers. Love him. Uh, yeah. Garrick, he'll be running straight at the uh, shit stains, who should yep. be playing right wing. If I'm because Junior Tupu plays left, doesn't he? So, um, Junior Junior's been playing. Uh, Junior's been playing left. Yeah. So um, stains will be right. So, oh yeah. So uh, uh, um, Kapoor's actually been shifted to cover Brent Naden. So yeah. Yep. So stains will be on the right. He'll be trying to cover Garrick. Not going to happen. Love Garrick's and ATS as well. Just going to be a really good game to look at Manly at full flight. Do you know what I mean? Like Josh mm-hmm. Schuster, see how he's traveling. We talked about Lockie Croker. Now with this bench, it looks like he might get 80. How's he going to play? Not a pickup at the moment. Definitely a wonder. Just watch what's going on. You mentioned Ethan Bullimore. Nice little front row forward. Plug and play as well. Yeah. Just another one yeah. of those games this weekend where – on the punt, you just take lots of manly try scorers and you probably get 
a value with three dollars ten. Yeah. Well, I, I don't. I don't think there's going to be um, a lack of points scored in this one. No. Surely you're captaining Tom Travoyevich and you're forgetting about it. Uh, yeah. Yep. I mean, I've 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 VC'd um, VC'd Holmes, and yeah, I'm probably not going to even look at it to be fair. Yep. Just roll on straight into Tommy. He looked really good in the weekend, um, and you would have been. He pretty looked happy. good. He didn't. He didn't score massive, but he passed the eye test. And then some. Like he looked, he, he actually in his first few runs looked like he was going nearly full tilt, yep. which is good. Yep. Especially coming off the back spasm fucking um, debacle. You know that what I mean? Like, really concerned me. Yeah. So, you know, he looked good. So he should crush the Tigers here, seriously. And on the Tigers side of the ball, look, there's guns there. It's just none of them oh. are performing. Oh, I mean, look, you, you look at Bateman, he's actually been performing relatively well like even even despite like he had the um the rib tickler injury um not that long ago he's still been pumping out like 70s and stuff like that so i think like the points are there but I, he's just not going to get the ball in the areas where he can really make the most impact yeah exactly. same with the Papali. like they're both used to being in attacking positions close to the line and having halves that know what to do with the ball. Mm. Then yeah. they get Luke Brooks, doesn't know how the fuck to use the best edge back rower in the game. Attacking an edge back rower in the and, game. And like, so it's it'll be interesting with the Tigers, right? Obviously, we're giving them heaps of shit. But what happens now with teams that are just like, no one's giving them a chance, the pressure's off. You know, the coach just says, look, you know, this year's a fucking write-off. Just go out there and enjoy your football. Throw the ball around, have fun with it. When shit like that happens, Super Coach is the winner. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah. Tigers, just watch them. This because I'll get crushed, but you might have a thousand offloads. You know, so just yeah. keep an eye on some of these Tigers players if they start playing with free abandonment, and it's coming off and it's sticking. Like it's a different kettle of fish if they're trying to offload the ball and, and trying to do shit and it's just not working. The coach yeah. will quickly put Well, that I mean, we, we've bed. already seen it to a degree with Bateman with his, mm. with his searching runs down from, from the right side of the field to the left side of the field. I mean, he, he's almost almost set up like three tries off the back of those sort of um, guided runs. So, yeah, I, I think the guys are trying to do it, um, but is that going to be coached out of them being uh, like a – Sheensy side where it, they're trying to just edge out wins. Exactly. So keep an eye. Like the perfect mm. scenario here is you watch this game and you see glimpses of it. You see yeah. glimpses of some offloading, some you know, second phase play. Isaiah Papali'i looks interested. John Bateman looks interested. Enough for you to look at, okay, what's happening here? But not enough for them to score well. Yeah. And then you go, for a trade to go get Isaiah Papali, or you go for a trade to go get John Bateman, you go, look, I, I saw something there where there could be some super coach points on the board and you might get these guys for cheap. So yep. it, this is one to just keep an eye on. I'll be keeping a close eye on the Tigers here because if they go to that point where they're just like, you know, fuck this year, let's just go out there and play touch footy. Yeah. And if, it, if that happens and, you know, you know, they're having fun with it and it's all coming off. It could be a nice little super coach side that you could get for, for cheap. But 
that's if it works out and they play that way. So just yeah, watch this team. Big, big if. Big if. So just watch this team. Watch this team. Mm. All right, let's get into the Anzac Day games. Baby, my favorite game of the year. Tuesday, Anzac Day, 4.05 p.m., Roosters v. Dragons, Alliance Stadium. I've been to Origins. I've been to Grand Finals. I've been to, yep, I've been to it all. This game is the best game to go to live. If you're in Sydney, if you can get tickets, fucking go to this game. This is unbelievable. The atmosphere is second to none, I'm telling you. It's unbelievable. And it doesn't matter where these guys are on the ladder. If Dragons are coming last, Roosters are coming first, it'll be a 1-12 to game, I guarantee you. They both get up for it. It's a fantastic game. Yeah, just something in the air for Anzac Day. It's really, really special. So I wish I was down there this year, uh, but I won't be. I'll be at work, unfortunately. But this is going to be a great game. And look, the stats are pointing at the Roosters, but it's one of those games where it's like, fuck, Dragons are going to get up for this. They're going to defend yeah. better than they have been, and the stats might not And they work. haven't been awful. They no, been no, awful. no. They've been heaps better than that. I, I had them yeah. for the spoon. Yeah. But one thing we can say for, for sure is they are fucking terrible down their left-edge defense. Oh, yeah, yeah. So this is, this is the second best matchup for Supercoach points, and it's all on the Roosters' side, and it's yep. down that edge. Dragons, left edge And it's funny, they've, they've always had issues on that side. And, well, it's yeah. weird because they've, they've, they've swapped Hunt over to the left, and they've swapped Lomax over to the left, and now they're weak down the left. Yeah. Now, now Hunt does miss a lot of tackles. Which is one thing, mm. but um, yeah, just a, just a weird setup at the moment. I mean, they're conceding over sixty five points, uh, super coach points per player per game down that edge, and one point seven tries a game down the edge. It's really disgusting. So it works out really well for the Roosters because they're dominant on their right edge uh, in attack, and so you've got Manu playing five eight. Uh, so he will be playing down that right edge, obviously, because he's a right edge player. And you've got Jackson Polo, who's scoring tries for fun. Uh, Paul Momorowski, he's not going to... Hasn't he been a great boy? Fuck, unbelievable, man. Paul Momorowski, he's not a hog. He likes to pass the ball. I, I just think this right edge for the Roosters could be in for a day out. Um, but then again, the Dragons, I mean, they've they found success on both sides of the ball. You know, Lomax has had good games here and there. Um, Ravalawa, when he's played, has, has played well on the right. Oh, we saw Telltale Moga on the weekend. Had, had a fucking had a, blinder. Had a day out, didn't he? Yeah. So, could be a really good game here for Supercoach points. Mm-hmm. What are the, We'll talk about the stats. What are the stats saying? But yeah, just know that this is a different game. Yeah, Don't be, be surprised put, if the might, stats aren't right here. You might be putting the stats to one side in this one. Yeah. But um, I, I do think that um, the, the matchup on the right side for um, the Roosters is is where it's going to be key. Mm. And obviously with Joey Manu shifting into the halves, he's going to be playing on that right side still. So you, you've got Momorowski, like the right center, the right wing, and the right half all have fantastic matchups. Fantastic def- mm. um, defensive matchups. So Joey Manu moving into the halves, I think, is just it could blow up. It, it could it, it could absolutely be a points fest. Um, but like you said, dragons do get up for these games, so it might be it might be a bit um, bit more staunch. But they could be super coach points 
all over the park. Um, Benny Hunt actually has a really good matchup, top matchup for um, the left half. So the Roosters have been conceding the most points to left halves. So um, they've also been conceding the most points to hookers. But you're not going to be playing Mbai or Little. So put that to one side. Um, BMM has a good matchup. So filling in for Jaden Sewer on the right to our F spot. Um, Egan Butcher, uh, left to our F spot, has a good matchup as well. So far as bad matchups, obviously Tyrrell Sloan has a bad one. Daniel Tupo on the left side has a bad matchup. Um, Darcy Crichton on his on his return game coming up against the team that concedes the least, the fewest Ooh. points to right to RFs. So I've got him in my team and I've benched him. So yeah, we'll see how he goes. He's obviously passed the eye test in his first game, played 80 minutes in the reserves. So he's gone gone well, but yeah, give him a, give him a seat for the moment. Zaki Lomax, terrible matchup. Moses Suley, terrible matchup. Moga, terrible matchup. Tato Amone, terrible matchup as well. So there's there's a number of bad matchups in this. I would suggest that um, I would suggest that this is going to be a forwards dominated game, leading towards um, the Roosters' right edge. Oh man, Manu could do anything in this game. He played five eight once last year. Do you remember how many points he got? You there? Hello. Are you there? I can hear you. Yeah, oh, I got you now. Okay. He just dropped out. I thought your brain switched. Oh no! I think your brain switched off. I asked you a question, <laughs> and you just went silent. I was like, "Is he thinking about this, or is he just passed out?" <laughs> no, no, I was still talking. Oh, okay, yeah. Because I, I was saying, I was saying it could be the Teddy and Manu show, and yeah. I said um, Paulo could score three. Do you remember? Do you remember when uh, he played five out last year? Oh, mate. And this is this is why it could go it could go anywhere. He scored a hundred and ninety one super coach points, Manu. Yeah. He had two tries, two assists. Uh, he made thirty six points just in tackle breaks. 40 points in line breaks, and he made 18 runs. Oh, I mean, well, like Captain we, we, we're, all, we're all expecting it from Manu wait before last. Obviously, he dropped a, what was it, 48 on us yep. at fullback? Yep. That's not going to happen more than, more than once or twice. No. I 100% agree that he plays his best um, super coach output when he's not playing. Right, center. Yeah. All right. So, captaincy options. Obviously, Captain Manu. Manu, Teddy. Um, those are the only ones that I would it's like be confident. Yeah. Yeah, I, I would be confident in captaining. We're so late in the round. It's obviously the second last game. You're not going to be VCing anyone. Mm. Um, like, would you captain Benny Hunt? Would I? Would I? No, I'm never captaining fucking Ben Hunt again. I don't care if Ben Hunt's playing fucking the the mudgy wombats. Yeah, I'm not captaining Ben Hunt ever again. 
Yeah, yeah, I thought that was the case. So, yeah, Just that's a no from me. Okay, that's a firm no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Manu's big. I'm big on Manu. He's out, he's out for a yep, big one. Yeah, for sure. All right, let's get into the last game of the round. Uh, this is Anzac Day, 7 p.m., Storm v. Warriors. Amy Park. Now, history would say that the Storm are going to flog the Warriors. They have one. Warriors are Warriors are a different, different team. team. Different team, baby. It's gonna. I, I do like the Storm here. Obviously, a Storm team coming off a loss is a dangerous Storm team. But yes, you are right. The Warriors are a different side. Uh, storm at home. Amy Park on Anzac Day is a different beast as well. Mm. Uh, but when we talk about strengths and weaknesses here. Uh, Storm, slightly stronger down their left attack, especially with Mad Dog in the side back at 5-8. Warriors are weak down their right defense. And as always, weak against wingers. So I really like Xavier Coates as a plug and play. If you've got Coates part of your CTW rotation, perfect week to play him. I think he gets one. Last time he played the Warriors, he scored four. So, mm. yeah, uh, I do love Coates here. Warriors strong down their right, Storm weak on their left. So really good matchup for both sides here. Love the Storm left edge. Love the, love the Warriors right edge um, here. So I, if you're going ATSs, I'd go Coates and I would go DWZ. Uh, I think this is going to be a good game. I think it's going to be a 1-12 game. Do like the Storm, but, yeah, it's, it's, it's going to be very close. The Warriors are fucking gritty as hell. Yeah, I think this one's definitely going to be an entertaining one. Um, look, for, from a um, from a matchup perspective, fuck the Warriors have been defending in the forwards like you wouldn't believe, mm, isn't it? Fuck, like, it doesn't, it is, doesn't look good for any of them. It, it's it, it is all red for um, for Nas Welsh, Harry Grant, Trent Leoro, Lacey Tower, Josh King. All of them terrible matchups. Um, obviously the game is going to be played a little bit different just due to the, um, being an Anzac Day game. It's, it's probably going to be played a lot through the middle. Um, I think the, the storm have gone, the storm middles have gone missing in some of the games. I mean, looking back to that, um, Titans game, it was a, it was a fucking awful output from those guys. Interesting having, um, to Vega in the, um, in the front row spot and yeah. pushing Buntier forward to the bench. I thought that was an interesting mm. play. I wouldn't be surprised if they switch pre-game. Yeah, especially now that, you know, Nas is back, he's starting. I think that I think they'll be wanting to have their biggest guys on the field and then have a bit of mobility once a bit of fatigue hits the game. Yep. And that's where you get to Vega into it. So I wouldn't be surprised if if Webster does that. Mm. Um, so just forewarn anyone who's picking up Tavaga this week, he's probably going to be benched. But I, like I said earlier, um, I mean, on the waivers podcast, I do think that Tavaga coming off the bench, as long as he gets the minutes, he can still have a really good output. 100%. Yeah, there's a few pickups here that I do like, um, especially with the Warriors. Obviously not a great matchup against the Storm, but um, the Storm, uh, the, the the team that we're, we've known in the in the past, they are leaking a lot of points. Mm. Uh, you mentioned that game against Titans. You know they are leaking a oh, lot of points yeah. and a lot of super coach points as well. DWZ great pickup. I think Marcelo Montoya is a great pickup as well. Um, yeah, uh, Barnett stash at the moment only yeah. been a couple of weeks. I mean, away. if he's if he's available. Yep. So yeah, there there is yeah there's some plays here. I think this is going to be a really good game. But as for captaincy options. 
I mean, you just got to keep it safe here. It's the last game. I would still like. I'm still going to captain um, Grant. Even oh, if you the- got him, if you got him, you, you've got to like. You can't be expecting him to to drop another sub forty. No, but I've also got Greg Marzu as my VC, so I'm covered pretty nicely in the VC department, and I'll be mm. setting up my whole round around Greg Marzu. Yep. So that's what I'd be saying if you're going to try and captain Munster. Um, Grant, some of these guys from the Storm, have a plan B and set it up nicely so that if that plan B goes big, you can go, bang, sweet, now I don't have to worry about it, you know, like it's a tough matchup. And then all of a sudden, you know, Grant goes big anyway, sweet, doesn't matter because you've had that plan B that's worked out. So just have that in place just because the stats are saying, you know, it's a little bit of a tough matchup. And that might be Grant, you know, scores 60. But that might not be enough. You might be needing an 80 or a 90 out of Grant. Do you know what I mean? So, mm. yeah, just, yeah, it's the, the matchup is a lot tougher than it looks on paper. Well, not yeah, on our sure. paper. It fucking looks tough what we're looking at. But your pa- <laughs> if, you're not, if you're not part of the Patreon, the paper you're looking at probably looks all right. <laughs> exactly right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh fuck! All right, well, that's it, mate. That's the that's the game's done. Mm, Let's yeah. get into the happy ending. You want happy ending? I got a Let me break it down for you so you understand. I'll hold your hand like a small child. Oh fuck! Oh my god! Fuck yeah! We're gonna flip you over, rub you right, get all the perfect sense, oils, sounds happening, so you walk out of this rub down feeling amazing. Walking on cloud nine, and we're going to start with the top starts and sits. Where we talk about starts and sits, it's not actually starting or sitting. It's just what we call it. It might be starts, might be your captaincy options, your VC options. Um, it might be a plug and play as well. Your sits might be guys that you're going to bench, but it also might be guys that you might have a second think about. Um, if you're thinking about captaining or VCing, and then you might be like, hang on, the boy said he's a sit. Maybe I VC or captain someone else. So that's what it is. A lot of people get confused when we say start and sit. It's like, I'm not fucking sitting him. They get their fucking goat up. It's like, I'm not, I'm not sitting Harry Grant. Are you fucking crazy? It's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Chief, 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 champ. Who are you, Joe? Ace. Ace, ace, ace. Whoa, 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 whoa. Just means maybe not captaining. So starts, we've got Reese Walsh. So he's obviously a captaincy option. Nico Hines, obviously a captaincy option. Greg Marzu, VC baby, all day. Jackson Paulo, great matchup. Ben Hunt, great matchup. Joey Manu, hello, Joey Manu. Um, actually, so I wrote this before. So I have got Sam Walker down. So that's Joey Manu's position. But so that means Paul Momorowski has a good matchup as well. Look yep. at me just doing this on the fly. Whatever. I'm all good. <laughs> um, Paddy Carrion has a good matchup. Jaden Campbell, if he does play, or AJ Brimson, if he comes in. And who is in place of Jaden Sewer? Uh, ben Murdoch Matilla. Yeah, not him. So cancel that. Sits. Isaac Thompson, Latrell Mitchell. Obviously not sitting Latrell Mitchell. Maybe not VC him though. Paul Alamotti, Ewan Aiken, Rob Jennings, Nat Butcher, uh, which is obviously going to be. It's Gussie. Gussie. Uh, Josh King, Will Panasini, uh, Eli Katoa. Zach Lomax, there you sits. Now, I'm just going to go through the top statistical plays, and I do this because this is my favorite stat sheet that we 
provide on the Patreon. It's my it's my go-to sheet. I look at this one all the time. Personally, I always look at this one, right? So what we do is we rank every position from 1 to 17, and not just every position, but their edges as well. So left to RF, right to RF, left, left center, right center, left wing, right wing, on their statistical matchup, taking into account how they're scoring and how their opposition is conceding points against that position. So it's the rank specific to the matchup in that specific round. <laughs> Sexy. It even sounds good coming out of my mouth. I love it. So left to RF, Dave Fafita has the best matchup. Lockie Fitzgibbon has a really good matchup as well for left to RFs. Right to RF, Britton Nicara. Uh, and actually, who is the Bunnies right edge coming in? Cheekham. Uh, Cheekham. Statistically, has a good match. Coming with the Panthers, probably not, but uh, Hamali Elikawatu also has a really good matchup, so he's probably a better start there. Uh, for locks, Ryan Madison, Tohu Harris, Paddy Carrigan, yum, 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 yum. For front row forwards, we've got AFB, we've got Payne Haas, and then Tino and Mofo. For left half, you've got Benny Hunt and Cody Walker have the best matchups among left halves. For right halves, Nico Hines and DCE. For hookers, you've got Little from the Dragons and Kenny or Sonny Luke, but probably more JMK, who is the third best um, for this round. So love JMK here. For fullback, Reese Walsh, Will Kennedy, Tommy Turbo, yum, yum, yum. Left mm-hmm. wing, Ronaldo Militalo and Greg Marzu. For right wing, Jackson Paulo, Brian To'o. For left center, Sifatalikai. Talked about him running at fucking Jake Avrilo. Love it. Herbie Farmworth. For right center, Campbell Graham, Jesse Ramian. And that's it. There you to- And remember, that's the top two, top three that I was talking about there. The whole 17 is ranked. So you can, conversely, you can look at the guys that are ranked the worst and you can go okay fuck i've got a bloke in my ctw at the moment it's ranked 17th maybe i sit that cunt really really handy stat sheet that one it's like a i don't know super coach prep for dummies that one it's a real it quick it's it's set out real easy yep sexy as fuck i like it it's yep. my favorite one all right just to re- reiterate on your VC options and captaincy options, top VCs, we've got Reese Walsh, Nico Hines, Greg Marsu, and either Hammer or Jaden Campbell, if you're looking at someone in that game. Top four captaincy options, Turbo, uh, Manu, Ben Hunt, Cam Munster. What are you looking at there? But out of those, oh, mate, if you could if you could either VC, Reese Walsh, Nico Hines, or Greg Marzu, and captain either Turbo, Manu, or Munster, they're, they're your big ones for me. Well, I'll tell you what, that would be that would be sexy. Mm-hmm. All right, well, we're back to our draft. It's been a few weeks since we've done this. Oh, yeah, it's been a hot minute, hasn't it? It has. Uh, who is up? Who's first? Um, so round eight, it would be me. Go, bro. You're up. All right, um, I am going to go. I'm going to go. Um, do we pick them based on where they'll be playing, or picked on where you um, can get them at Supercoach? Where I can get them in Supercoach. So you're going to pick so, Joey Manu as as Supercoach. Yeah, <laughs> Joey Manu. Yeah. Nice. I'm going to go Reese Walsh at fullback. Oh, you got me. Um, I am going to go, um, I'm going to go DCE at halfback. Nice. I'll go Hines. 
Yeah. Um, that was a that was a huge miss by me, right? Yes, there. it was, and I was it holding was, my breath, bro. I was holding. I can't my believe breath. I did that. <laughs> uh, and I and I also uh, anyway. Um, I am gonna go. Um, I go. I'm gonna go Grant to buck the trend. Nice, 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 nice. Um, let me have. I'm just writing these down. Full back. You've gone Manu at CTW. I've gone Walsh at full back. You've gone DCE at half back. I've gone Hines. You've gone Grant at hooker. I'm going to go. Hmm 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 hmm. I'm gonna go Greg Marzu at CTW. Yep, that was that was obvious. Um, I am going to go. Uh, I'm gonna go Britain Nakora. Yeah, good pick. Turf. Britain Nakora, good pick. I'm gonna go Payne Haas. Yeah, front row forward. Yeah, that was who I was going for next. Um, five eight's right. tough for matchups. Five eight's disgusting. not good for matchups, is it? No, it's disgusting. Um, oh, yeah. Um, God, <laughs> looking at like <laughs> I'm gonna go Munster. Um, obviously the Warriors haven't been conceding a lot, but yeah, there's just fuck all other options. Yeah, to be you're, you're better off just taking a, a gun. Mm. Um, I think I'm just going to go. Or well, it doesn't matter now. It's all. Well, it doesn't matter. We, we're both we're, we're picking. I'll go positions. JMK at hooker. Um, fullback. Do I go turbo? Do I go turbo? Of course I go turbo. Of course you do. I will go. I'm going to go Cody Walker at five eight, even against the Panthers. Yeah, I think that's a that's a pretty good pick. Um. Okay. Front row forward. Whoa. I, I'm actually gonna. I'm. I'm gonna go for Cotter because I think that his output's yeah, going to increase. Nice one. Nice yeah. one. I'm going to go Shmoli Olakawatu. Oh, Olakawatu. To RF. And that is our draft. So I've got JMK at hooker, Payne Haas at front row forward, Hamoli Olakawatu at 2RF, Nico Hines halfback, Cody Walker 5'8, Greg Marshall CTW, Reese Walsh fullback. Walker has gone uh, Grant at hooker, Ruben Cotter front row forward. Britain Nicara at 2RF, halfback DCE, 5'8 Munster, CTW, Joey Manu, fullback Turbo. Who are you captaining, bro? Uh, it's a tough one, man. A um, couple of big hitters there. It's got to be uh, one of them. Yeah, I know. Um, I'm going to go I'm gonna go Turbo because I do think that um, anything is possible. Yeah. No, it's yeah. going to be a big game. I'm going to go Nico Hines, obviously, against the Dogs as my captain. That's our draft. Where is this? Nice. Okay, Big Ball's call of the round. What do you got for me? So, Big Ball's call. I think I did write something down here. I've got Reese Walsh going 90-plus again. Um, yes, I, good I'm going to actually, I'm going to actually update that, and I'm going to make it because he hasn't picked the ton yet, as far as I'm aware. I'm going to make him pick the ton. 
like it. I'm going to go Joey Manu, 120 plus. Fucking hell. That is a... Uh... That's a that's a big one, big ball score considering where he um what he dropped. For yeah, I was going to go hundred, but I thought that's not big balls enough. He did score mm. one hundred ninety-one last time he had the. Six that is that play. is very true. So look, that's funny how you've picked one of my players to go big, and I've picked up one of your players <laughs> to go big. So it's obvious that well, it just, you it, it, you wanted Walsh in your team, and I want to join myself on the Walsh. Hundred percent on the Walsh. I reckon they both go big. Like if they so. if they don't both. Um, go ninety plus. I'm not here. I think our, I think the two lowest scorers out of both our teams will be Hookers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think so. I think so too. Yeah. All right, let's get into some questions. Excuse me, I'd like to ask you a few questions. You want answers? You know the question. Are these really the questions that I was called here to answer? I'm on Burgundy. So, oh, mate, the questions have come. You can pass. As oh always, God. we well not as always. From now on, we are only taking questions for Patreon. That's just because of the sheer number of questions we're getting everywhere. We're getting a lot of questions from Patreon, a lot of questions on social media, and we would rather give priority to the people that are obviously supporting us on Patreon. So we're only going to take the Patreon questions. And to be honest, we have to cull them. We can't answer all the questions of Patreon as it is because there's a lot of them on there. So if you do want to get your your questions out then you have to sign up to Patreon. Five dollars a month. Yep. Get a, you're not only just and, getting and your not, questions. You're not, lo- you're not locked in or anything. No. You can you can pay it. Have a look. Have a look around. If you don't like it, then you can bugger off. That's it's it. fine. It's fine. Yep. It, it is absolutely fine. All right, bro. Shoot. Send okay. some questions my way. So Semi is asked uh, in a fairly deep league. Um, top pick between Sorensen, Man, or Leora in the tourist spot. Reverse ladder, so way the pickup doesn't really matter. Well, Sorensen's going to be a short-term play because Garner's in the reserve, so I wouldn't be mm. going him. Kurtman is a short-term, but not as short-term as uh, uh, Sorensen. So Kurtman, what was the other one? Uh, Trent Leora. I think Trent Leora, he's been pumping out those 45 to 50 scores, um, and he's he seems like he's going to be a season-long prospect. Rest of season, for sure. Yeah. Yep. For this week, probably Kurt Mann. Yeah, okay. All right. So Brock has asked us, um, I haven't played draft um, when a game is played on the Tuesday. Um, obviously, a later finish to the round. Yep. Any ideas how waivers will work next week? have no idea. I would, I would so guess. So I... I have had a guess at this. Waivers uh, will clear Thursday morning. So I think, um, so everything shifts a day or two. So final scores in Supercoach will be Wednesday morning or lunchtime, just following the game. Um, TLT will be Wednesday afternoon at 4 p.m. Yep. And then waivers will open again on Thursday morning at 4 p.m., 4 a.m. Yep. So Short turnaround. Wa- it's just going to be a real short turnaround yep. for um, waiver claims and everything else. So you just have to keep you out on a swivel on the one on the Wednesday. Yeah. So we will endeavour to get all our gear out on Wednesday night. So what is usually done on a Tuesday for us will be done on a Wednesday. Ah, uh, yeah. Yep. Yep. All right. So Sim has asked. Um, has the search party located the testicles of all the cowards in the Wisner League? Oh, my God. So, yes. <laughs> so, let me just preface what's happened here. So, I came up with a bet for last last round because it was it was usually going to be the base beast bet. 
uh, which is boring as fuck. So I came up with the tribute bet, which is you need to pick tributes from the following categories. One spine player, one four player, one CTW. And you put those three tributes up for battle. And then it's the combined scores of those three tributes, including captaincy and VC loophole points, uh, against the your opposition's tributes. And if you win, you can only pick out of the, the tributes that were put up. Now there's two things I like about this. It takes a little thought and planning. You're looking at matchups, you're looking at stats, you know, you're trying to put mm. the best players up, but it also weeds out cowards. You really get to look at on paper who the fuck the cowards are, which increases banter, gets everyone going. So you like you get a look at people that are putting up fucking just nobodies because yep, they yep. want the safe option so that's what that person's talking about who was that S- simon uh sim yeah 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 so he's talking about some people in the listener league that have just put up duds taking um, the easy option exactly which and look you're well within your right to do it and sometimes that is the safest play and that's the smartest play but if, you, if you're in barney rubble sometimes you do need to just take those um take those easy options expect to get called a coward expect to get fucking barbs thrown at you because that's what you've but, put yourself I in mean, that position if you don't if you don't risk anything you typically don't win anything so yeah exactly well that's it yeah. hashtag gamble responsibly yes um Alex has asked us, is Carrigan not happening um, this year? Seems like his base is well down and little upside. From from what I can see, he's doing a bit more ball playing mm. with the um, the ball in hand. He's not taking a lot of the hit-ups. So that's where he's lost a lot of his his output is obviously those two-point runs or two-point hit-ups that he'd be getting each game. He'd be doing maybe 10 of those. They're passing. <laughs> the 10 passes rather than mm. 10 um, ten two-point hit up. So he's losing probably um, 15 to 20 points a game just oh. in that. And that's where he's he's obviously dropped his output. Also, the Broncos have been playing pretty poor defenses where the, where the Broncos have been able to play really expansive football. And they haven't been able. They haven't needed the the middlemen to just they haven't had it, an arm roll their sleeves up. Middle. Exactly. Yeah. Like you look at the last three games. I mean, 29, 29 tackles against the Titans, twenty seven tackles against the Raiders. Tigers only had ten tackles. Um, St George only had seventeen tackles. So just not a lot of middle work, you know. But they are coming up against some fucking big packs. You know, you're coming up against Eels this week. Big pack. Bunnies. Big pack. Manly. Big pack. Storm. Big pack. So. This is where Carrigan, you'll see the best of Carrigan when he's going to have to go toe-to-toe with some big boys. Yeah. I mean, I was expecting it with Raiders, but obviously with Tapanay out and mm. all that, it was just a different type of game. Yep. Um, Benny Wise has asked us, so he's in the listening league, he's asked us, uh, what the fuck are the Tigers doing? Um, yeah. Very good question, Benny. Don't know. Um, no one the fuck knows, um, especially after that latest TLT. Um they had the option of bringing back Dane Laurie at fullback. Would have made a lot of sense, but um, no, they've gone a gone a, um, a young kid. They they might have just thrown in the towel already. They're just looking at the future now. Maybe, maybe. Um, I they mean, did get after, the win against the buyer on the weekend. I remember that. Guys. They well, they scraped it. I think. Yeah, it was, it was a close. Only, it was a close one. It was in Golden Point. Golden apparently. Point. Yep, and they just kicked the field goal against <laughs> the buy. Yeah, uh, it was actually a nice Rabana kick by um, <laughs> by Brooksy. No one saw it though. But, um, yeah, no, uh, Dave Clemmer kicked it actually. Oh, right, yeah. 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 Um, 
Okay. <laughs> Anthony has asked us, should I try to flip Ezra Mam? Um, he's got a, a few tough teams ahead in the next few weeks. I mean, we touched on that before with the strength of schedule for the um, the Bronx and trying to offload Reese Welsh. To be honest, I think uh, I think you're pretty much on the money. It's just a difficult one because Ezra Mam's output hasn't been like electric. Um, and five eight's fucked. Who are you going to get? Who would who uh, would you get at five eight? I mean, that's the, the, better. The, the one person that I can think of that someone might be thinking about is maybe Brimo, um, or maybe like a Burton or someone like that, who's got a bit of upside in him. But fuck, like five eight's so disgusting, man. Like I obviously own Ezra Mam, and I've thought the same thing. But I'm like the only. Two five eights that I would want more than Ezra Mam are Dylan Brown and Cam Munster, and there's no way I'm getting those two. So, just stick with Ezra Mam. That's I, I just don't see a world where you're going to walk out with a better five eight unless no. you can unless you can give Ezra Mam and someone else to try and get a Munster or or a Dylan Brown. Then. Yeah, I think it's it's definitely a two for one sort of deal to to yep. up, upgrade and or maybe even three for one in some circumstances depending on how high you want to go. Uh, Scotty has asked: sell Hosking uh, high or ride it out, and um, on the chance that he nails down that starting spot. But I, I think he has he yeah. has nailed down the spot. But yep. I will say that. Um, Maybe ask the hot good owners <laughs> so whether they should they wanted to sell higher before um, before him getting benched. Um, as a hot good owner, potentially I probably should have sold him. Um, mm. I just didn't really have the need to sell him, so I I think that at some point he will get a starting spot. So I would say the same about Hosking. He has done more than enough to warrant that. It would that it would shock me. If he hasn't got this spot, and at the moment, mm. obviously, yeah, he is a sell high at the moment. But he scored 117 with a try, 80 with a try, and the last two rounds he hasn't scored a try, and he's gone 61 and 62. So he's got fantastic base. He is running off the hip of the best halfback in the game. Yeah, it's always shop guys that are that are sitting pretty shopping around. But if you if you don't get what you like, um. Fuck, he, he's looking good, and he's got a he's got a pretty sexy run in the finals as well. You know, playing Manly, playing Titans, playing Eels. So, yeah, yeah. Shop him, I, see what you can agreed. get, but yeah. don't be stressed if you can't get rid of him because I think he's yeah. Because there's no there's no harm in shopping him around. Yeah, um, you don't you're not held to anything. So, uh, Jimmy's asked us: uh, Is it worth sticking by Jerome Hughes or look to trade him off? Um, I'd personally, I'd stick with him. Yep. Um, I do think that the points are going to come. They've had a lot of players in and out of the team. The structure has, um, like the overall structure of the team has, has changed from week to week. I think having a bit more punch up the front with, with Nas is going to help heaps. Um, and yeah, I do think that the the, the points, uh, especially the Hughes, are, are going to come for sure. And remember, the Storm finished the season from round 24 to 26 with Raiders, Dragons, Titans. So just keep that in mind. Mm, yeah, and, and they are still shit this season. Yep. Um, Danny Boy has asked, stuck strong with Liam Martin and need to make some moves. Mm-hmm. Um, is a waiver for Sorensen ridiculous? Yes. Yeah, it is. Um, you, you shouldn't be wavering for a player that's probably going to be a week to two week play. Yeah. Um, I, 
I mean, I'd be concerned with um, Liam Martin re-injuring his hammy. Um, it's obviously not a good not a good sign, but um, yeah, Sorensen at best is a free agent pickup. Um, yep. But I w- I'm, I'm not. I don't think I'd be dropping Martin to pick him up though. No, because eventually that Panthers pack is going to have Liam Martin running on the left edge and Zach Hosking on the right. Yeah, yeah, and from all accounts, that's um that's the word out of um uh, yeah out of the camp. So yeah. um, Sam has asked Mo- Moiser is on waivers. Is it worth burning a waiver spot two on him as a backup five eight? Fuck no. Nah. Um, he's saying he's got Burton at five eight. Look, I mean, yes, the um, the position's really um, really shit, but I can't see why he wouldn't be able to get him for that shit. Yeah, no one, no one's going to be so fucked that they'll be picking up like Moisa mm. as a waiver claim. Mm. Yes, he's pumped out a sixty odd score. Don't read too much into it. It's if, almost his they're still saving you. They're still saving it when someone's got. Crippled with injuries, and they drop someone like a, I don't know, um, like a Billy Kicks or someone like that that you can just stash. Mate, and we were just talking about how valuable top waiver picks are at the moment because with injuries, with suspensions, with the season starting to you know creep into you know this where people are starting to prep for finals and things like that. Now we're past the point where. You know, waiver positions doesn't really matter. Now it does matter. Yeah. So if you can keep a top waiver spot, I would be keeping it until something's really, really sexy. Yeah, I definitely agree. Um, next one, we've got Dave. So Dave's asked us, uh, what are the uh, – oh, God, I remember reading this one earlier. Um, who's, who's the chases that have been underperforming early on that are worth a chase now? Worth a trade for guys like Teddy and Manu expecting to come good. I read so that verbatim. Who's Jesus? That's confusing, bro. So who's overperforming that you want to sell for guys that are underperforming? Is that what he's trying to say? Um, so who who's been under? How I'm reading it is who's been underperforming that are worth a chase now. So he's talking about guys like like Teddy and Manu who yep. haven't performed that well. Yep. That we're expecting to go better. Yep. Moving forward. Yeah, well, those guys, obviously, Jerome Hughes, just talked about him. He's been mm, underperforming. It's hard to think. I think guys like Christian Welsh, Nas, who's just come back from injury. Yeah, Talakai, who hasn't obviously scored a try yet this season. Talakai, yep. Scotty Drinkwater. Scotty D, for sure. Yeah. Mate, it's pretty. It's pretty simple. Fog- to Fogarty, Fogarty's another one. Fogarty, yep. Yeah, I mean, it's um, it depends on what position you're looking at. To be honest, like there's, you can go through and and pick out different ones, but yeah, I, I think it's um, we do release on Patreon the flip and fetch, mm. so that'll give you an indication on the form of the defensive teams they come up against, um, both they what they've come up against previously and what they've what they'll come up against in the future. And then you can, you can see who, who should have the, um, should have performed really well. Um, and they would obviously be the, the flip candidates, but yeah. It literally highlights. They just haven't there. It it highlights specific players. Yeah. Yeah. But that, it doesn't necessarily take into account the scoring of those guys. So guys like Teddy could have been up against, um, really poor opposition, but he's also performed really poorly. Mm. So wouldn't be a great flip, in that circumstance, but 
as a as a as a fetch, you'd definitely be looking at him um, if, if he's underperformed for sure. And he, and and like we were talking about it earlier, like guys like Teddy, you a te- as a Teddy owner, you would seriously seriously consider a straight swap for someone like Walsh, mm. like in a heartbeat, in 100, a heartbeat, one hundred, one hundred. Yeah. So that that's that's where you just need to think about it in that way. Yep. Um, Dave's had another one and he's asked, um, is Nat Butcher a sell now that Crichton's back and as yes. well as Satili on the bench? Correct. Yeah, I just said that that suspension couldn't have come at a worse time. Yeah, um, yeah it's it's definitely one that I just don't think that he makes, he has that spot his own anymore. Yeah. Yeah, it's um, um, try and get whatever you can for him, to be honest. Yeah, exactly. Um, Zach's asked us, um, he's got, both Josh Papali and Lindsay Collins at front row forward. Papali not looking so hot, and Collins um, concerned for his minutes with Lodge coming back online, as well as um, Rhea Hargroves. Um, Jack DeBellin and Mo Fodawaker are on waivers. Pick up Mo Fodawaker. Fuck yeah, like bro. Mofo, Mofo now. Yep. I'm just going to write that in there. Yep. Drop Josh Papali'i, pick up Mofo 100. Yeah. Jack DeBellin playing 80 minutes is great. Um, but yeah, Mofo has been has had some real solid output, especially after that um, that storm game. Mm-hmm. Um, Hudzo's asked us, "Give me hope that Toops will turn it around." At this point, he's a fourth CTW, which means he's on my bench. Um, and also, will Teddy turn it around? Um, Teddy will. the The problem with Toops is um, Suwalei doesn't know how to pass right to left. So that's an issue for Toops being on the left. So, yeah, just I've watched so many games where he's been out there, he's been in space, and Joey Suwale'i being the million-dollar man, uh, young, dumb, full of cum, just wants to do everything himself, and it just isn't, like, conducive to Toops doing anything for Supercoach. It's, it's hard because the cunt can easily average 60. It's just, yeah, it's just not happening. Like if you had, if you had Manu inside him, oh, could you imagine though? Even Paul Momorowski, even Paul Momorowski being inside Toops, he would be such a better player. Hey, like, he could put you there. Yep. Like, honestly, oh mate, I'll put I'll put fucking Toops in some space. Don't worry about that, bros. <laughs> I'll put Toops over for some fucking meat, bros. Woo. All right, Zach. Zachy's asked us. Um, also, how much upside does Sonny Luke have? He's a Braley owner, and he's uh, a Jaden Braley owner, and he's scrambling for a replacement. Um, he picked up Sonny last week. Obviously, didn't didn't get great minutes or or score. Um, other options would be Ray Stone, Billy Walters. It's fucking grim. Yeah, mm, he's right. Yeah. Um, like, uh, seriously, he should be considering AE in the position. Yep. Yep. Nothing wrong with AE, guys. Like, really. There's just there's just not enough good players in key positions that are lacking in depth to go around. And if you're one of the poor bastards like Wook, who has copped a, an injury, a season-long injury, in a position lacking in depth, you just have to AE. It's not worth. It's not yeah. worth picking up someone that's going to get 20, 30 points. What's the point? Now, if, you, if you're in my position and you've lost two players, then you're fucked. Then you're fucked. Hudson's asked the second one, um, Corey Oates or Brian Kelly for a top waiver. Um, I think both are worthy of a waiver claim for sure. Brian Kelly's looked really good inside of um, 
inside of Fafita. And I think uh, I like Brian Kelly more. Yeah, I'm a huge fan of BK. Yeah, I think I do. I'm just, fuck, let me just have a quick look at the run that these guys have. If we get up Kelly, because I know the Titans run is terrible in the, in the, in the finals, but the Titans are now, they, yeah, they have a nice run, man. They have fins, manly, eels, knights, dogs, bunnies, tigers. Yeah. No, I, I like that. I'm, I'm a huge BK fan, irrespective. And yeah. And like we mentioned, the waiver um, podcast. Yes, Oates played amazing last year, but Broncos were heavy left dominant, and we've seen so far this year that they can play, and they are pay- playing both sides of the ruck. So it's not a certainty that Oates is going to get good ball, especially Herbie Farmworth. Talking about um, Joey Suwali'i, I mean Herbie Farmworth can't pass right to left either. No, no exactly. And they they've got to be rough. He is he is he is the um, the twenty twenty three glue hands. For yep. sure. Yep. And um, you got to remember they do have the buy in is it round 20? 20, 23. No, 24. 24. No, 25. 25. No, 25. Yep, 25. Yeah, round 25. Yep. Yeah, so the week before most, most grand final. Yep. So, um, yeah, probably Kelly. The Maestro has asked, front row forward or CTW plug and play for this week? I have... Put in um, for front row forward, Bullymore mm-hmm. and CTW Momorowski. Yep. Yep. Uh, Anthony's asked, um, irrespective of my team makeup, who is the better pickup this week, Nas or Schuster? Um, both were on these waivers and his first pick. Schuster. Yep. yep. Just front row forwards. I mean, yeah, he does, as, he does have upside, but not as much upside as Schuster if he stays fit. Yeah, exactly. And there's there's always going to be more options for a front row forward, whereas we've already talked, talked about eight. the lack of options for 5-8. Fucking nice. Um, Drainsy has asked for feeder for DCE. Fuck, that that gets me hard. Um, that's a that's a really tasty, tasty I like if you're Very receiving close. if you're receiving for feeder. I mean, both of them don't have the best strength of schedule in the finals. Um, just bear with me for a second. I'll bring up the manly run. I know he says. But- I know he says it says irrespective of my team, but that really does play a huge part because if you do have a nice stack of back rowers, mm. then DC all day of the week because halfback's so shallow, and you're getting a premium halfback. Oh no, he's giving up for feeder. Okay. To get DCE. To get DCE. So he's current. He's current yeah, that's what I mean. Like, is, yeah. So if he has. His current half is Fogarty. Yep. Um, he's coming last. What's his back row is like? His back row is. Uh, so he's two rows at Olokawatu, yep. Arrow, Ford. He also has Horsburgh and Barnett. Yeah, I do like that because now you've got a stack of Olokawatu yeah. and DCE. Yeah, Olokawatu and DCE. Yeah, I don't mind that. And I mean, the, the finals, um, strength is schedule. So they go root. Uh, Roosters, Panthers, and then the last two games of the um, the season would be Warriors, and then Bulldogs in round twenty six. Mm. Uh, if you if you round if you round twenty seven grand final Tigers, so yeah, I, I do like that. Mm. It's very close though. It's very close. Yep, very 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 close. All right. Uh, Bw has asked: uh, Do we own her 
well, not anymore. Um, my options are Hastings or Kiri on the waiver. Mate, um, either of those would be great. Um, I, I think Hastings is probably the better option. Mm. Um, but only just, I think Kiri's, he seems to be taking a much more of a back back seat approach. Um, mm. So Yeah, I would take Hastings for sure. Yeah. Uh, JT has asked, Cheek Amworthy of a waiver top pick for the CTW spot or Oates um, and or Momorowski better targets? I mean, Oates is a better target out of, yep. out of those ones. Yeah, and that's a season-long target as well. So, yeah, definitely get Oates in your side. Uh, okay, we've got Alex has asked us, uh, thoughts on dropping Nat Butcher for man? Uh, mm, I, I, like... Man's only a couple week play, so I wouldn't be dropping that butcher in case. Yeah. yeah, yeah, nah, definitely don't. He already owns. He does say that he owns Elliot though. Yeah, I still nah, probably not. Because like, yes, Kurt Man looked good in the weekend, but it's not a foregone conclusion that he's going to play like that this weekend. You know, we've seen him go sub forty playing uh, lock as well. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Anthony B has asked us, is it worth dropping Taruva for Brian Kelly as a waiver claim? Oh, I, I almost, jeez, nah, it's close. Almost bro. though. Almost. It's the, it's the fullback for Taruva that, that wins it for me, but mm, fuck, it's close. It is very close. It's closer than it should be. Uh, Cletus, Cletus, my boy, he's asked us, is Nas worth a claim or should I go with, um, Montoya? Both would be an upgrade. Um, yeah, probably, probably Nas, but like neither of neither of them really are claims in my eyes. Like if you've got a, top I, I, claim, I don't, I don't, I don't think, I don't think Montoya. You'd need to spend a waiver claim. Yeah, again. surely not. Yeah, like if he's on waivers, Montoya. It's not like he had an unbelievable game on the weekend where everyone's going to be he clamoring looked, looked, over themselves to get. Though. He looked bloody good. There were a couple of really good runs, right? So, obviously, people have been letting him slide. So, like, mm. yeah. No. Uh, and Jared, lucky last, has asked, uh, when do players get reviewed for duels is the next one in round 12. Hit it on the money, mate. Um, 12 it is. They, they get round 12 and also round 18. And that's it. That's all. That's it. That's all. Look, that's what I mean. Like, plenty of fucking Fuck, questions just coming out of the Patreon. We just had thirty questions that we ran through, so Ooh. that's why. That's why we might might not be able to get everyone else's questions. Exactly. You're yeah. welcome. You're welcome, guys. <laughs> and look, we nailed every single last one of them. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. All right, bro. Let's get the fuck out of here. That is the final siren, rubbers. Make sure you go follow us on all our socials. If you haven't already, you're a fucking dog. Let's be serious about it. Uh, but that's <laughs> it for this rub. Remember, there are many things a man can do with his time. And this is better than those things. You're damn right, Walker. Catch us next round on the Weekly Rub Down. You can take me down. Get that India. Ta-da! 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 Ta-da